everyone needs to act as if they have the virus right now. So uh, test or no test, we need you to understand you could be spreading it to someone else or you could be getting it from someone else. Stay at home. Okay. Okay, will do. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in L.A. Uh, let's see, also in uh, Santa Barbara on 98.7, San Diego's 93.7, Ridgecrest and China Lakes 99.5, and well, see, I think I'm on delay, Gary, that's the problem, I'm hearing the wrong signal in here. We have got a skeleton crew here. At KPFK, as we uh, try to make it through the Corona virus universe with you. All right, now I think we're back in sync. In California, in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN, and Eureka's KGOE. In Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, and Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. In Grand Rapids on WPRR, New Orleans, WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN. In Fayetteville, Arkansas on KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX. Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950, KTNF, and yes, we stream coast to coast and around the globe every day, hopefully in sync, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Yes, this is your Bradcast, your stay-at-home radio companion throughout the crisis, I hope. And as long as we all stay in sync, see, we're here. We are live here in studio in KPFK. Uh, with, as I said, a skeleton crew. So anything could go wrong. That's what we love about live radio. That's the fun of live radio. It is. We are uh, we are still here for you, as we are every weekday, by the way. So I hope you are still here with us. And uh, as I said, we are even live in studio today because it's unclear how much longer we will be allowed to do so. Or at least be able to do so. But I really wanted to be here live, especially so that I could open up the phones uh, to folks out here in uh, in Southern California or from where uh, anywhere else that you may be listening from, uh, from folks who have been enduring stay-at-home orders now for several days, 
Uh, to those folks, uh, A, I want to thank you, and B, I also like to hear how it's going and, and how you're doing. As it turns out, AMFM radio is considered part of our federal critical infrastructure, which I was able to figure out after California Governor Gavin Newsom uh, last week issued the first statewide stay-at-home order. I think it was Thursday night. So, um I'm honored to do my part to sort of help keep things going here over your public airwaves throughout this public health crisis. Uh, and with all of this social distancing and physical separation, it would be nice uh, if we stay together, come together by at least hearing from each other every now and again and hearing how things are going out there and sharing any tips that you may have. For anyone else, and especially for those who are not, by the way, currently under uh, such shelter-in-place orders around the country and around the world who, who listen to this program, since those folks likely will be soon as well. Uh, we have been, as a matter of fact, just before we went on air here, uh, the um, U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson, he issued a nationwide stay-at-home order there. Um, so this is probably going to happen everywhere. So I know it's everyone under in California who's listening is already under these orders. But if you're not yet, uh, you might want to take it upon yourself to do it anyway. Uh, but it will be coming, I suspect, to you down the road. Uh, the stay-at-home orders, not the coronavirus. We have been talking with a lot of experts and reporting a lot of disturbing news over the past week on the broadcast. You can and should download those shows for free from bradblog.com if you missed any. But while we still can, while we still have access to phone lines here at the station, while I still have access to the station for that matter, I would love to hear from you uh, after you've been understay at home orders for the past several days or or just if you want to say hi I'd love to hear from you 818-985-5735 uh, it's about as close to open lines as I ever uh, seem to get around here I'd love to hear from you on that or wherever else you have uh, that you'd let you on your mind that you'd like to sign sound off on right now uh, I am here. Desi Doyen is here. Hello, Desiree. Hello, Thank I am Thank you here. for changing, uh, for fixing that confusing delay at the top that just blew <laughs> my mind as if this isn't already confusing enough. I know. It's 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 a it's a very interesting time. We live in interesting times. We do. <laughs> but I have to say that it was curse. Gary who fixed it. Uh, Gary, the engineer, figured Gary out Gary Baca, thank you, sir, for being here as well. Both Gary of Wade. you uh, <laughs> greatly appreciate you uh, being here in these trying times. Oh, there you go. Some sound effects. What do you know? Thank you, Gary. Uh, so anyway, we will try to answer your questions uh, with any answers that we have or like the president of the United States right now. Maybe we'll just make something up on the spot for you. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. If you're unable to call in or you're listening on one of our affiliates uh, not live, of course, I'd also love to hear from you as well. You can drop me email anytime. I am Bradcast at bradblog.com. You can find me on the Facebooks and uh, more often on the Twitters at the Brad Blog, and perhaps I'll be able to share some uh, listener mail throughout the week uh, as the latest nightmares unfold here from inside the coronaverse. Um, let me get through a few headlines at the moment, and then we'll get to your calls as soon as I can. Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican of South Carolina, is now suddenly on board with remote voting. 
at least for the U.S. Senate, after Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, became the first senator to test positive for the coronavirus on Sunday. In a Monday morning tweet, Graham said that remote voting would allow the Senate to continue operating amid the outbreak and urged that the change should be made before senators leave Washington, D.C. He tweeted, I totally support the idea of remote voting so the Senate can continue to operate during this crisis. We should make this change before the Senate leaves town. Um, Are they leaving town? Where are they going? Is it time for another vacation in the middle of a global pandemic like they took last weekend rather than passing a relief bill that had already been passed by the U.S. House? Of course, it makes sense for Congress to uh, set up a system so that senators do not have to be in the chamber infecting each other to do so, uh, at least under emergency conditions like these. But uh, Graham was not always pushing for remote voting. As a matter of fact, just last Friday, he was against it. CNN's uh, Manu Raju tweeted Monday that when he asked the South Carolina Republican about remote voting last week, Graham said he'd consider it if the outbreak gets worse. But otherwise, we're fine. Now, suddenly, with five Republican U.S. senators now unavailable to vote, either due to testing positive For the virus or self-quarantining, all of a sudden, Graham is in favor of remote voting. Go figure. Five Republicans in the U.S. Senate are out. His new stance comes the uh, morning after the Senate failed to pass a procedural vote on the coronavirus stimulus package. They failed again on Monday when they took a second try. Although Senate Republicans are in the majority, five of them are currently in quarantine. That includes Senator Mitt Romney of Utah, Senator Mike Lee uh, also of Utah. Uh, They decided to self-quarantine since they were in close proximity to Rand Paul shortly before his diagnosis. Meanwhile, Senator Cory Gardner of Colorado is also self-quarantining after potential exposure earlier this month, as is Senator Rick Scott. From the sunny spring break state of uh, beach state of Florida. Am I right, Senator? Passing a bill to let you remotely vote uh, in the upcoming primaries, however, and in this November's election with vote by mail for all Americans. Well, Senator Graham has yet to take any action on that front, to my knowledge. But hey, no rush, Senator. Let's uh, let's take care of the senators first to make sure that Republicans can keep their voting advantage In the U.S. Senate right now. First things first. Uh, Meanwhile, on Sunday at his coronavirus task force press briefing, which, by the way, they're holding these daily press briefings at the White House. I cannot recommend strongly enough that you do not watch them at all. Given the remarkable amount of disinformation that the president of the United States has been offering uh, in uh, just every single one of them. On Sunday, Trump uh, sent his uh, best regards to Rand Paul and Congressman Jose Diaz-Belart, who he described as his great friends, who uh, recently both tested positive for COVID-19, according to Donald Trump. Problem, of course, is Trump's, quote, great friend Jose Diaz-Belart is actually a news anchor on Univision. It is his brother, Mario, 
who is the Republican congressman from Florida that Trump imagined he was sending his well wishes to. And of course, because the president of the United States is both an idiot and a jerk, he did not bother to send any such regards to get well to Congressman Ben McAdams of Utah, presumably because he's a Democratic member of, uh, of Congress. And so who cares about him, I guess? Yes, he's tested positive for coronavirus, but he's a Democrat. Uh, well, we do care. We care about them all because we are not horrible human beings, even as we hope the free market finds Rand Paul a cure in time. And if not that, then perhaps the government could help him, as he no doubt uh, enjoys his government-funded health insurance. Uh, we also hope uh, Congressman McAdams pulls through right now, you know, the one that Trump forgot to mention on Sunday. He announced on Sunday night that he had been hospitalized after being infected with COVID-19. McAdam said in a statement that a COVID-19 hotline staffer instructed him to seek help at the hospital after he began experiencing, quote, severe shortness of breath on Friday evening. He said um, in a statement, I was admitted and have been receiving oxygen as I struggled to maintain my blood oxygen at appropriate levels. I am now off oxygen and feeling relatively better and expect to be released as soon as the doctors determine it is appropriate. He also thanked the hospital staff for their efficient and effective treatment, as do we, as we send uh, our best uh, to uh, him and to all of the members of Congress who are affected and especially to all of the medical workers who are now doing extraordinary work under horrific circumstances, in no small part under horrific circumstances because the federal government failed to adequately prepare for something like this. And in fact, the Trump administration, as you may have heard, closed down, shut, nixed the pandemic response team in the White House's National Security Council two years ago. That was set up by Barack Obama to do just exactly that, to take care of these things in advance. And even now, the federal government has failed to take steps to order adequate testing for all and medical supplies and protective gear for those on the front lines right now in what may well pr uh, prove to be the greatest presidential failure in U.S. history. And that's no easy feat. But, uh, you know, Donald Trump... Got to leave it to him. He'll he'll be the greatest. He will come up with a record that no one thought possible. The absolute top worst of all times. That's our Donald. He's number one, the worst. Confirmed uh, U.S. coronavirus cases, meanwhile, surged to over 35,000 on Monday. The single-day fatalities exceeded 100 on Monday for the first time, bringing the country's total death toll now to more than 500. That's quite the Democratic hoax, ain't it, Mr. President? We are now third in the world behind China and Italy uh, for uh, the number of people affected, and that's with uh, the reportedly affected. That's with the pathetically small amount of testing that we have been doing here. Uh, so don't worry. America is probably number one in truth on that measure as well. And if we aren't currently, we likely will be soon as it gets harder and harder for our dangerously clueless president to continue slow walking the availability of tests here. 
More state governors, thankfully, have now joined California, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut and Illinois with variations of uh, statewide stay-at-home or shelter-in-place orders on Monday. That would include Louisiana, Delaware, Kentucky, Ohio, and Michigan. I believe that Oregon and Massachusetts and uh, Pennsylvania's governors issued orders to close all but essential businesses, I believe, but have uh, yet to order a stay-at-home order, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, you know what? Everyone else, all of the other states, buckle up. All of that will be coming soon to your state uh, as well, I suspect, and or hope. A number of major cities and counties uh, have issued similar emergency measures, even in states where their governors are showing similarly terrible leadership by not yet declaring the same for the entire state. Federal guidelines give state and local authorities leeway in what they consider to be essential businesses during an emergency. But in general, that would include uh, grocery stores and food production, pharmacies, health care, utilities, shipping, banking, other governmental services, law enforcement, emergency personnel, and yes, journalists. Hey, it's nice to be considered essential every now and again, ain't it, Desi Doyen? Yes, but it means no time off for you. It does mean no time off and <laughs> that we have to go out and uh, risk being infected. But anyway, yes, that's okay. at least we're essential. Um, all of those folks, obviously the medical workers, uh, but also, you know, the hourly wage earners out there still going to work to prepare food for grocery stores and pick up and delivery meals. Uh, They are proving how essential they have been all along to this country and how much they deserve better pay and better health care. Not that the Republicans in Congress today seem to give much of a damn. Uh, As we go to air, there is still no stimulus relief package agreed upon in Congress as lawmakers fight over a one point eight trillion dollar package meant to shore up ailing businesses and theoretically provide relief to workers. Uh, and all Americans through cash payments directly to individuals. On Sunday, Republicans were shocked, shocked, I tell you, to learn that Democrats did not agree to go along with the GOP's proposed package in the Senate, which would give Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin what Elizabeth Warren described as an unprecedented $500 billion, that's half a trillion, half a trillion dollar slush fund, For Steve Mnuchin and Steve Mnuchin alone to dole out to any corporations that he liked with virtually no strings attached, while individuals uh, who could be fired were all uh, supposed to be grateful for maybe, if we're lucky, one check of $1,200 a person uh, per adult, if we're lucky, with some receiving just $600 and others, those who need it most, receiving zero Uh, My suggested stimulus plan, by the way, if you want to call me at 818-985-5735 and let me know what you think about it, 818-985-KPFK. I tweeted this out last night, Brad's bipartisan stimulus plan. Are you ready for this, Desi Doyen? Number one, huge corporations, they may continue to receive the huge tax breaks that they were already given by Donald Trump and the Republicans in 2017. Uh, They may continue to, to keep those for as long as two individuals receive the same exact amount each year in a new ongoing emergency cash payout package. I think uh, that would be even Steven. End of plan. 
There you go. They get to keep their huge tax cuts, and then the American people, the actual workers, the actual individuals get direct uh, emergency payments for the same amount that those corporations got in tax cuts, and they can keep it going as long as they want, uh, as long as when it's time to stop either of them, they stop both of them. What do you think of that, Desi Doyen? Well, that works for me, of course. I think that it makes sense. You know, the Republicans passed that gigantic tax scam for the rich and corporations back in 2018. And as was predicted, most of those corporations used that tax cut for buybacks. They did mm-hmm. not for stock buybacks. They did not raise wages like they were supposed to do. So I think that that's the least that we can do to have them uh, yeah. pay it up for they can the keep American their tax. Tax cuts, we'll take the same amount of money, all of the workers, all of the individuals will have the same amount of money that they gave the corporations. Everyone is bailed out. They just happened to get their bailout two years earlier. And if they screwed it up, if they threw it away on stock buybacks where their stock has now gone down the toilet, Robert Reich points out that 96 percent of the money that uh, United Airlines received in their tax cut, they put into stock buybacks. Oh, what? Your stocks have now crashed? Sorry to hear that, United Airlines. Maybe you should think ahead next time. Anyway, that's my plan. Do you like it? 818-985-5735. Do you hate it? I'm also happy to hear from you uh, in that regard as well. Uh, Let's do this. Let's go straight to some of these phones. 818-985-5735. Let's go to Mike in Los Angeles. Hey, Mike, welcome to the broadcast, sir. How are you? Hey, Brad. Thanks for giving an elderly shut-in someone to talk to. <laughs> My uh, pleasure. It's just been me and the dogs, and it's getting a little thin. Oh. Uh, yeah, in the first place, I don't think we should be too hard on Mr. Trump. Yeah. He's not a real president. He just plays one on TV. You mm-hmm. wouldn't expect an actor from General Hospital to do an emergency appendectomy, would you? Right. So well, let's not expect Trump to act like a president. Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. How, how are you doing, Mike, you and the dog? Has this been uh, tough on you? Well, I had uh, some difficulty getting food for them. There are three giant dogs, mm. and they uh, go through about 50 pounds of food uh, in eight days. Oh, man. And went to the market uh, six days ago, and what I normally buy there, the 50-pound bag, was absolutely gone. I mean, there was no uh, dry dog food at all. Wow. Were you able to get to, uh, something for them? Yeah. For, we're good for now. Okay. Uh, I hope it gets better. Uh But in terms of the bailouts that are being talked about, Mm -hmm. the taxpayers, in addition to having subsidized uh, all these firms with uh, all this largesse from the Fed uh, doing quantitative easing all these years, which Mm -hmm. has uh, resulted in uh, enormous uh, stock buybacks, as you said, Mm -hmm. and uh, record levels of corporate debt rather than productive economic activity, if we save any industry – we should own it. I mean, there should be an equity position for any government uh, Uh dollars bailout that we've uh, found. Yeah, even Donald Trump was talking about that. And I just want to underscore, we're talking about uh, essentially uh, the federal government taking over the means of production. That is otherwise known as socialism. And you have the president of the United States who, you know, was chomping at the bit, hoping that Bernie Sanders was going to win the nomination so that he could start calling him a socialist. Now the president of the United States or the guy who plays one on TV, as Mike says, uh, is actually uh, saying, yeah, I think we should take over these companies if we're going to give them the money. So you agree with the president there? 
I call it the free market because if you've run your business into the ground through profligate practices and someone else puts up the cash to keep you in business, I say they own it, and that's us. Mm -hmm. I agree, Mike. Thanks for that call, and uh, take care there. You got someone to help you out if you need to get uh, more dog food or food for yourself out there? Uh, No, I'm on my own, but uh, I'm still fit and haven't contracted any virus yet. All right. Well, hang tough, Mike. Really appreciate the call, brother. Thank you. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Uh, Why don't we do this? Let's uh, let's take a quick break. I know we got a lot of folks on the line. Let's take a quick break here uh, and we'll come back and we'll go big section of calls. Uh, I want to know, how are you doing today and are you and your families doing all right? You got any tips for the rest of us as to how to endure staying at home for what could be a much longer time than I think anybody realizes yet? Any thoughts on all of that? My lines are open to you. Let's talk. It's critical. It's the least that we can do while uh, while you are stuck inside and listening to the radio, hopefully all day. I'm Brad Friedman, and you are listening to The Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the Bradcast. But we need your help to do it. If you enjoy the show and or get something from it, please give back a bit, if you can, by visiting us at bradblog.com slash donate. Your support helps Desi and me continue to bring you real, independent, progressive news five days a week over your public airwaves. We simply can't do it without your help, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today to make a one-time donation or, even better, automated monthly support. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you can rest easy knowing that we'll be here every day making sense of it all, or at least trying to. That's bradblog.com slash donate, and thanks. Welcome back. It's the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com with you here. Thanks for uh, for joining us as we are live today. Welcome back to it. Radio to quarantine by. Glad you're with us. And I really do hope you are doing well. We are live, as I say, and we are taking your stay-at-home calls at 818-985-5735. If you'd like to check in with us, let us know how you're doing. Sociologists Cecilia Menavar, Jacob Foster, and Jenny Brand over the weekend at CNN said, uh, don't call it social distancing. They say public health officials tell us to minimize physical contact in order to combat uh, COVID-19. While the public thankfully is hearing the message, there's a hidden danger. As we retreat into our homes, we can lose sight of our essential connections to one another and forget about the plight of uh, those most vulnerable to the fraying of social bonds. 
It is important for all of us to realize that when they recommend social distancing, a phrase that has rapidly entered the public lexicon, what health experts are really promoting are practices that temporarily increase our physical distance from one another in order to slow the spread of the virus. They are not recommending social disconnection, social exclusion, or rampant individualism. To combat those ills, the sociologist writes, right, we should uh, replace the term social distancing with the more precise physical distancing. In fact, when we practice physical distancing, we need social connectivity and social responsibility now more than ever. On Friday, they write, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced strict new measures for isolation, as uh, California's Governor Gavin Newsom did the day before. But even as he rolled out the drastic measures uh, to ensure physical distance, he underscored the importance of maintaining social connections, recounting how he is doing this with himself, with his daughter, who was in isolation for two weeks. He said, I'll tell you the truth, I had some of the best conversations with her that I've ever had. We talked about things in depth that we didn't have time to talk about in the past or we didn't have the courage or the strength to talk about in the past. They say a large body of research points to the immense physical and mental health benefits of such social connections. Social isolation, by contrast, brings risks, especially for older folks. We can still connect and take social responsibility, even in the difficult circumstances we're now in, even as we try to stay physically distant. For one, we can use technology to strengthen friendships and support one another through telephones, social media, text, video chat, even gaming. If you're able to work from home, consider taking the time you would have spent commuting to reach out to family and friends and neighbors, even uh, and especially those who might not have heard from you for, uh, in a while. People and organizations are also rapidly rethinking membership and group participation in imaginative ways, holding virtual religious gatherings, other social events. Uh, now is the time to unleash our capacity for collective creativity and find new ways to build meaningful community and connection. As a matter of fact, my mother uh, told me that her neighborhood uh, sent around an email that everyone should come out of their houses with a glass of wine between 5 and 5.30 p.m. today and uh, have a physically distanced uh, stay-at-home gathering to sort of say hello across the street and next door to neighbors, say hello to everyone and see how everyone else is doing. I like that idea. They say physical but not social distancing now allows us to provide material support to the most vulnerable in many ways, like asking neighbors if we can pick up groceries, pet food, other essential item, items for them, delivered safely from a distance to minimize travel. We can refrain from panic shopping and the hoarding of essential resources, which creates artificial scarce, uh, scarcity that affects everyone. We can call on our leaders, employers, and corporations to provide needed resources and coverage for people who cannot afford to work from home so that they, too, can practice physical distancing. We must particularly be supportive of those among us who are vulnerable to contagion, unable to physically distance themselves precisely because of the work they do. That includes not only healthcare workers, but also service and delivery workers, domestic and home care workers, cashiers, sanitation workers, janitors, store clerks, farm workers, 
and food servers who quietly but vitally sustain our collective lifestyles even in a pandemic. They cannot afford to be absent from work. They cannot afford to work remotely. And they often do not have health insurance. Just as physically distancing can give us a fighting chance of com combating this, vi uh, this virus, finding creative and socially responsible ways to connect in crisis can have positive and long-lasting effects on our communities. We must be physically distant now. Our health depends on it, but we should redouble our efforts to be socially close. Our health depends on that as well. That's from uh, three sociologists over the weekend at CNN.com. Let's go to your calls, 818-985-5735. Let's go to Evan in Columbus, Ohio, where I believe you guys are now in Ohio on, um, uh, on stay-at-home orders as well as of today. Am I right, Evan? Uh, yeah, more or less. I mean, it's, it's um, voluntary, kind of informal, but a lot of us are... Uh, uh, doing just that. Uh, so I'm listening on uh, WGRN, a uh, Pacifica affiliate here in Columbus. Yay! So I wanted to ask if, if you can expound on the idea that in a crisis like this, especially one that impacts the economy, in, in as much as there are losers, uh, people who are already living paycheck to paycheck, as you just described, mm -hmm. there are also uh, winners, so to speak, and that the net result of a crisis like this will be the upward uh, migration of wealth. Uh, mm -hmm. As an example, for people who are living paycheck to paycheck and who get evicted because they can't cover their rent, mm -hmm or for the landlords who can't cover their mortgages on their rental building, mm -hmm. uh, this would create a climate in which developers might be able to offer very attractive bailout offers, mm. and we'll see the concentration of real estate into the hands of fewer wealthy people. Yeah, well, that absolutely could happen, and I have to say, and it, and it usually does, you're absolutely right, because in these crises, people, you know, panic, and we have to get something passed, we have to get anything passed, and a whole bunch of money goes out to a whole bunch of people who do not deserve it, and of course, uh, the people who deserve a, a decent life who have not done anything wrong, they're the ones who get thrown out of their houses, their apartments, etc. So uh, that's why, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I was glad to hear that the Democrats in the Senate so far are not falling for this package that Mitch McConnell and the Republicans have put together on Sunday. I know that it had about half a trillion dollars of uh, free money to corporations that uh, Steve Mnuchin, of all people, uh, who benefited from, by the way, from not just the, the previous tax cuts, but from the last recession and uh, everything else. Um, I'm glad to see the Democrats right now, at least, are, are holding tough. And maybe they will fight this time for a, a, a bailout of the American people as opposed to the American corporations, which I think would be a nice well, change of pace. Well, there's a first pace. for everything. Well, there is a first for everything, and I think we need to uh, you know, support them when they are doing that. They appear, at least as of now, to be trying to do that, of course— we I suspect they will fail. They will. It will not be perfect. There will be, uh, you know, more giveaways than there should be. At some point, we have to say, well, uh, you know, how much can we uh, hold out for the people who right now uh, are making no money at all? 
So, uh, you know, but I, I would say let's let's support this fight. Let's keep talking about it. Let's keep saying no bailouts at all, period, for the airline industry, for the uh, who else uh, is the, the tourist, cruise the, the line cruise line industry. industry. Yeah. Yes. Companies that don't that that took all of those uh, tax cuts yeah. and used them for themselves rather than their workers. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, I yeah. would say there there is a uh, uh, a demographic which has been so far left out of the equations, and it's one in which I fall into. That is, gig workers. Uh, mm-hmm. People. I'm an itinerant artist. I rely on art festivals, Renaissance festivals, and yeah. that sort of thing to make my living. I'm a sole employee. I produce every single thing that I sell from scratch. And with festivals canceled, I'm not only out of mm-hmm. work, but ineligible for unemployment yeah. and other benefits that wage workers might get. Uh, absolutely. And that's why I'm saying they must make sure that they uh, take care of gig workers like yourself. Uh, and that was why I was suggesting, you know, a, a package where they pay everybody, pay everyone in America, pretty much what Andrew uh, Yang was calling for. Uh, and you know what? We will pay everyone in America the same amount that those corporations received in tax cuts two years ago. I think that's fair. And we keep doing that, uh, you know, well, as long as needed, frankly. And if we have to stop doing it, then we also reverse those tax cuts that those corporations received. Uh, Evan, it looks like I just lost you there accidentally. I don't know if I hit the wrong button. Uh, my apologies for that. Uh, thanks for calling in from uh, Columbus, Ohio, on the great WGRN 94.1 FM in Columbus. Uh, let's go to Margo in Atlanta. Oh, Margo. Hey, Margo. Welcome back to the broadcast. Well, it's a pleasure to be back. Our once and forever super duper associate producer, Margo Paez. How are you, Margo? Exactly. Um, yes, forever. I'm doing okay. I don't know about the rest of the state, but you know, I'm locked in my apartment with my dog here. Yeah. Do you guys? Georgia. Does Georgia have a, a stay-at-home order? No, not really. I mean, Atlanta, the city itself, is run by a Democratic mayor versus mm-hmm. the governor, who mm-hmm. is, you know, Trump Jr. Yeah. And uh, so here in Atlanta, they are doing takeout only today. Oh, and gyms mm-hmm. are closed. Yeah. Theaters are closed. Good. The mayor wanted to do a shutdown, or um, I'm sorry, a shelter-in-place order for mm-hmm. Atlanta today, but the governor convinced her to wait till he gave a press conference in which he didn't do a shelter in order for the state. So Hmm. I don't know if you know the numbers here, but we have like 772 confirmed cases, Hmm. but the the state can only test like a hundred people a day. I mean, there's a lot more coming out of the private, but uh, private uh, companies, but yeah, I, I would say Georgia is not looking too good. And that was with uh, South Korea actually testing, I think, 10,000 a day, as I recall. You think it's more, Des? I, th- I think it's 10,000 a day. I think it's more, but hey, the point being more? that tiny, tiny South Korea yeah. with a much smaller population is doing way better than the big, giant, exceptional United States at testing its people. Yeah, we're, we're not even close. So uh, is it uh, in Atlanta, are the uh, streets quiet? Do people seem to be uh, minding the uh, stay-at-home order? No, the streets aren't quiet, Brad. I mean, there's plenty of cars outside my door. I I mean, even there's a little popular restaurant uh, right beneath my apartment that gets a lot of people in there. 
again, like they can only do takeout, but then you still have like 10 or 15 people standing outside, not within, not, you know, within six feet of each other, just waiting to get into the restaurant. So there's like, is very little enforcement of mm-hmm. it. And I'm pretty convinced that um, unless there's an actual serious lockdown, people are not going to stay at home. And uh, Margot, it's just hard for people to to force themselves to to stay put. Margot, before I let you go, uh, there's a lot of people out there who seem to be very angry at the millennials for not uh, yeah, taking this you. serious Hi. enough. Uh, yeah, I know you're there. So, uh, what do you think? Are we are we right to be angry with the millennials for not doing enough here? Since you are one of them, I'll just go ahead and blame you for all of them. Well. Thanks. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm used to being blamed for things, but, but no, I, I don't think that's true because if you just look at the fact that the, you know, there's a lot of boomers who are, are taking cruises, for example, if you look at the clip from, from what was it like Huntington Beach or Santa Monica Pier and there, just this past weekend and there were people of all ages out. I really, I think it's really bad that we want to blame one age group. By the way, like millennials, the youngest are age 25 at this point. So the mm-hmm. people who are going on spring, spring break are not necessarily mm. in my generation, but, but it's okay. You can blame us because we're used to being blamed for everything now. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, like my real point, what, what, what I think what I've learned the most out of this, and, I, and I'll, I'll leave it at this, is that right now what we're seeing is the fact that we have the money for anything that we want to do. We can solve any problem. In the UK right now, they've just put all of the homeless people in hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. So if anybody says we cannot solve homelessness, that we cannot pay, uh, you know, get everybody free college education, that not everyone can have health care, they're lying to you. And we should do something about that. And now is the time to do something about that. And that's that's what I, this millennial, this angry millennial has to say. <laughs> and I'll sign off and I'll let you get back to your wonderful show, Brad. And it's really a pleasure chatting with you and saying hi to Desi, and I hope you guys stay safe. Uh, Thank you, Margo. A delight to hear from you. Please come back soon. All is forgiven. Thank you, Margo, in Atlanta. Good to hear from you. Let's go to, uh, I'll do one more here. Well, maybe we'll do a couple more before we get to another break. Uh, Naomi in Santa Monica. Oh, our phone number is 818-985-KPFK, 818-985-5735. How you doing out there uh, during this crisis? I'd love to hear from you. Naomi in Santa Monica. How are you doing out there in Santa Monica? Great. Thank you, Brad. How are you? I'm okay. Where Did you see all of those people walking around on the on the pier that uh, Margo was yeah, referring to? No, I've been staying home. Okay. Good. Good. I've been, I've been a good girl. But anyway, yeah. I want to rename the virus the Stable Genius Virus. <laughs> well, don't you feel better that we have a stable hand at the top uh, in such a time yeah, like this yes, that we don't have so to worry? Stable. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, and I... Uh, and also, the the reason I called is mm-hmm. I don't know how to get this message to whoever in the state. But um, regarding the um, tests, the WHO tests mm-hmm. that our gangster in chief refused. Yeah. Is there a way for a state government or a local government to ask the WHO for those? Do you think? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Can you bypass the federal government? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's something that has to be federally approved or yeah, not. I wasn't sure about that either. 
Uh, My guess, I don't know about this either, Naomi, but I think you bring up an excellent idea. However, I do think that uh, our governor, Dem- uh, Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom, is really smart, and he's got a fantastic team that he's working with, and he's working quite aggressively to confront this moment. So if that was possible, I'm sure that he would have done it, unless there's probably yeah, some kind yeah, of procedures yeah. that are in the yeah. way. He's been really great, and, and actually the local... The local L.A. County has been great. They do a briefing every day at 1230 on Channel 9 that people should be watching. Thanks, Naomi. I appreciate that uh, call, and I hope you stay safe and well and uh, be very careful out there. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate it, Naomi. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Desi. Bye. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let's go to uh, – who should we go to here? Let's go to Roger. Oh, Roger in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, hey, Roger, how are you, sir? We heard from you last week. You said things are really bad up there in Minnesota. Is that still the case a week later? Well, it most definitely has dramatically uh, gone downhill uh, in the last week. We now have somewhat, uh, I believe, over 200 cases. And last time I talked to you, it was about 30. Mm. And um, uh, it's it's it, it's everywhere here in the Twin Cities now. Um, uh, uh, a week ago, I still felt vaguely able to do a tiny bit of shopping. No more, because I'm in a very high-risk group. Mm. Um, and um, as I have observed, the information I've been culling from different places, um, I have um, reached the conclusion that we're probably going to see um, a, 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 a very large wave happen in the process of this. I, I, um, uh, uh, and one of the things that dawned on me, I live in a very quiet suburb in, 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 in the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. where I have actually proudly, um, for many, many years, felt it unnecessary to lock my doors. Mm. Um, I, and and, and uh, I've, I've, in fact, I've gotten to where I feel like I'm almost inviting trouble by doing so. Mm. Um, but um, uh, a, thing, a, a, a wave of recognition washed over me uh, late at night a couple nights ago that with several million people or many millions of people having suddenly lost all, uh, their livelihood completely, mm. um, that a lot more um, burglary and petty crime is very likely to occur. Mm. Right. So I immediately called my um, uh, uh, insurance agent to make sure that we had a good inventory of the items in my home. Mm. Um, uh, anyway, uh, and then right after I, I did that, um, here I get a uh, um, uh, Facebook uh, note from a friend of mine who just had his catalytic converter cut out from underneath his car oh in another God. similarly safe neighborhood. Good Lord. So I think that, yes, I think that things are going to be different. Roger's going to start locking his doors. <laughs> um, and I also wanted, uh, I, I, I really think that we're facing a more serious situation than we recognize. Myself, I'm not going to be reengaging with the world until uh, a proper uh, vaccine is available. Mm. I also wanted to throw this out, Brad. Yeah, very quickly, Roger. Yes. 
Um, I was calling just as you went into this. Yeah. The idea of changing the expression um, social distancing to physical distancing mm-hmm. is absolutely crucial. We need to pull closer together socially during this time. We do. Thank you, and you guys be safe. Thank you, brother, as uh, as I hope you will as well, and I hope you're able to find folks to help you get what you need there uh, until this crisis is over. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. Uh, a lot of folks on the line want to ring in, so 818-985-5735. We'll come back with your calls on the broadcast from the Coronaverse. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Hi, everybody. This is Neil Diamond. And I know we're going through a rough time right now. But I love you. And I think maybe if we sing together, well, we'll just feel a little bit better. Give it a try, okay? Where it began. I can't begin to know when. But then I know it's growing strong. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Hands, washing hands, (laughs) reaching out. Don't touch me, I won't touch you. It's the broadcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Thank you, Neil Diamond. Uh, Taking your call, saying how you are surviving the coronaverse, as I hope we get to continue checking in at least on a weekly basis to make sure everyone's doing okay. Uh, Let me go to uh, 818-985-KPFK. Let's go to Bill in Lake Elsinore. Uh, Hey, Bill, welcome to the broadcast. How are you surviving the shutdowns, the stay-at-homes, the... Shut, uh, the shutter in place, whatever they call it. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Brad. And yeah. hello to you and Desi. Well, as a blind individual, I'm used to total isolation. Mm. We've got one person coming here who's a caregiver. Um, do we know if we can get this through cats or pets or anything? And I just, I'm, I'm terrified in here. But there's a lot of traffic. I live at the north end of the lake. There's lots of traffic going by today for the first time ever. And people seem to be a bit more relaxed, but that's not time to let their guard down. You say thank you're. You, Brad. Thank you, Bill. You say you're terrified. Are you okay? Well, I'm, I'm blind. I'm always in isolation. Right. I don't know if you can get this from how you catch this from uh, human contact, animal contact, pathogens in the air, ah. surfaces. I no, you uh, cannot. Uh, the the at least my understanding is no, you cannot get it from pets, from dogs and cats and so forth. So uh, you can you can rest easy on on that score at least, Bill. Does that help? Okay, thank you, Brad. All right. Yeah, you're always a calm 
uh, intelligent voice from you. So I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Take the rest of it off the air. All right. Uh, You bet. Uh, Take care of yourself. And, uh, you know, don't be afraid. As I said, uh, as we talked a little bit uh, before, don't be afraid. Please, please reach out. If you're somebody who is in that age group, you should not be going out. Uh, you know, please call friends and family. I have found that there's a lot of people who really would like to help right now. And uh, I had some uh, some great tips, some other uh, great tips from uh, astronaut Scott Kelly, who spent a whole bunch of time uh, isolated in space on, on how to survive. Uh, maybe we'll get to them on uh, tomorrow's broadcast. But I think is a time right now where we all need to help each other to reach out. If anyone knows Bill in Lake Elsinore, give him a call. See if he needs anything. Um, amazing times. Let's go to uh, GS in uh, in Lake Tahoe, South Lake Tahoe. Hey, GS, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, thank you so much. I'm a sustainer and a subscriber to your podcast. Um, I just, I'm so happy to hear you guys about all of this. Uh, and I just love the idea of the social distance wine party. <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? They're all going to stand out around the around the, 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 the circular drive or whatever and, and, and yell at people across the street. But you know what? That I think that sounds like fun. She said, Mom, Mom said, should I go? I said, yeah, I think you should go. Absolutely. And maybe the only time you get out of the house for the next 18 months at this rate. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll be socially active, even though we're at, uh, at uh, what's it called, social distance and all. Uh, on that note, uh, and I, I've got so many, but I'll just leave it at this. Uh, I was in 7-Eleven just the other night, uh, and, uh, you know, very, very aware of all of the need, but I had to shop. So I go in, and there's this guy at the cash register, and I kind of walk by him at a distance and all. And then... I, I had to laugh, and so I turned to him and I said, I pointed my arm, and I was only about two meters away from him, but I pointed my finger at him, and I said, social distance, social distance. <laughs> everybody there cr- just cracked up. That's what we got to do, brother. We all have to do that yeah, at this point. I, it's not fun. And I, love but... this, and I love the stable genius. I love calling it the stable genius virus. There you I go. love that. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, GS. I appreciate the call. Uh, stay safe up there in uh, in Tahoe. Good to hear from you, my friend. And thank you for being a supporter and sustainer of the podcast. That, too, is greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Uh, all right. 818-985-KPFK is our phone number. Let's go to uh, who do we got here? Uh, Ron in West L.A. Hey, Ron. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hello, Brad. It's a pleasure. Uh, uh, the pleasure is mine, Ron. Yes, go ahead. Hello, hello. Are we all right? Yeah, we're good. Go ahead. Okay. Just wanted to say, as far as the voting goes, this is, you know, it's a little bit old, but it's not old. Uh, I took your advice. I called the Registrar of Voters for L.A. County, mm-hmm. got a, mail, a mail-in ballot, filled it all out, walked to my local voting center. The, the line snaked around the parking lot, mm-hmm. and I went right to the front. A guy said, oh, yeah, just put that in the box over there. I was in and out in five minutes. Nothing to it, okay? Well I, done. I just, everybody should know this. 
Well, yes. Well done, Ron. I'm glad I was able to help. More importantly, I'm glad that you were able to uh, to vote by the most verifiable possible method at this point, at least in Los Angeles County. Uh, I suspect all of America is going to be doing that. We've been talking about that for the last week as well. I think we're going to have to go to, at this point, to vote by mail for all, or at least vote by uh, hand-marked paper ballots that you can drop off the way you did, Ron. So uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. for, thanks for letting me know that worked out. Out and uh, uh, and for checking in with us, Ron. It's greatly appreciated. You're you're surviving okay. The uh, the stay at home order. You know it ain't so bad. It's nice and quiet. Yeah. And uh, you know if you have to go out at all, there's no. It's like Christmas morning. There's nobody out. It's great. Yeah. It so. is. It is kind of nice. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate the call, brother. It is certainly clearing the air. Uh, okay, we've got just a few minutes. I want to try to fly through as many as I can get through. Uh, let's go to Karen in San Francisco. Hey, Karen. Welcome to the Bradcast. Hi. Hi, Brad. Um, hi. Hi, Desi. Uh, I just want to point out that uh, in, in light of the prepped uh, triage situation occurring nationwide, that uh, some surgeries that uh, might have been called life-saving before mm-hmm. and now having been having been postponed because of the you know what people what doctors are expecting uh, mm-hmm. in the coronavirus cases yep. uh, people are having their kidney transplants uh, postponed uh, transgender people uh, like myself they're having uh, uh, surgeries being postponed because they're deemed elective mm-hmm. and plastic so uh, some of some of us might, uh, you know, commit suicide before that date. Uh, other people I, I've read uh, overseas are getting limbs amputated because they can't get the treatments in the hospitals. I mean, it's getting really bad. Well, Karen, first, we're not going to commit suicide. We're going to, uh, you know, That's hang no, in. in my community. No, I understand. And we need to help those folks in your community. Uh, right now, we're all, you know, got to pull together, even as we have to stay apart, uh, as uh, Stephen Colbert said a few days ago. Um, you know, this is not fun for anyone, and I'm sure the people who can least survive it are having the most difficult time right now. But we need to let everyone know that we love everyone, that we're all in this together. Um, you know, that in one sense, this is sort of the great equalizer, I, I, I think, and in, in not in a good way, but that we're all, uh, you know, having to deal with, with things we never thought we would have to. And I just, I, you know, I hope that folks in the transgender community can stay together, can pull together, can uh, let everyone know that, that we are all here, that we all love them, that this will end and we will get back to normal at some point. Uh, please send out that message any way you can, Karen. Thank you. All right. I love you. Thank you for calling in. Uh, Let me, do I have time for, no, we don't have any time for no more. I'm sorry. Uh, And I wish we did. Uh, Morris, Tony, Guillermo, uh, we'll try to be back with you next week uh, at this same hour and take some more calls if we don't before then. We will uh, be with you every day before then at bradblog.com, on the archives at kpfk.org with all new programs for the next, well, foreseeable future. 
We'll see you here tomorrow. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my board operator, Gary Baca, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. It is greatly appreciated. Thanks to everyone who called in. Apologies I couldn't get to everyone, but I'm trying. I love you all. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow. Until then, drop me email if you like. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the Brad Blog. I will see you there. Until I see you here tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Stay at home, world, and good luck.